0: going through the motions in life. We all do it. But just how detrimental can this be? We argue very, because the world is really good at telling us what we should be doing, giving us social norms that we just fulfil because we don't stop to think about whether they actually work for us. Imagine the impact on relationships if we'd never questioned the societal norm of women staying at home, or the idea that men had to be the breadwinners. Well, today on the podcast, we are stopping. To question three social norms that we think do not serve us well in relationships and asking is it time to stop going through the motions of these ideas? So today on the podcast, we are going to be smashing three relationship myths. And we thought it was important to kick off just thinking about the idea of what a myth is, because I guess there can be some conjecture around how one person perceives something and another person perceives something. So we're going to break down what we think a myth is, and then we're going to break down why we think these three areas are in fact myths. So firstly, looking at what a myth is, or more importantly, looking at what a myth suggests, it's, it suggests that something, an idea out there that is out in the ether that is commonly uh, discussed and conceived is potentially wrong. And what we're actually talking about, these common ideas that we see are social norms. We talk about this quite a lot at Living the Team Life because we are big believers in, in questioning the shoulds of life what's expected of us and that's what those social norms really are they're unwritten rules in society and expectations that people have they become ingrained in us embedded in us and we feel pressure to adhere to these social norms Uh, we're kind of hardwired as humans in this regard to want to fit in so we don't step outside of the social contract very often we we follow what we think we should be doing so when we think about that what's the impact of following a social norm or adhering to the social norm that one of the one of the biggest impacts is that we operate from a, an external place so when we come to a decision from within ourselves we take into account all of our own uniqueness our own experience our own Um, our own life really but when we adhere solely to a social norm based on a social cultural expectation we're operating from an external place where we're adhering to what other people are prescribing as the right right thing to do now there are social norms that can be good i'm not saying they're all bad obviously there's social norms like being respectful to other people that can be very helpful it's very helpful to to live in a society where we show respect to one another mutual respect There are social norms that can be very damaging. Historically, we've seen that a lot. For example, the social norm that women should stay home. That actually had laws to support that social norm, but it was a norm in and of itself. It was an expectation that women stayed home, you know, and it really was only very recently that that expectation has lifted. And in in, in a lot of areas of the world, that hasn't even lifted. That is still a social norm. So, So moving on, that's sort of what the social norms are. What we're going to be looking at today is three social norms that we've identified that we really don't believe serve people well in relationships. And we will open that up to you to consider whether you whether you think they serve you well or not in, in your relationship.
1: So social norms really are really the detailed guidelines of how we should act in society where we've got this overall principle of the social contract so so of course we're supposed to be acting within within these guidelines right but those guidelines sometimes as you were saying aren't always correct and so people believe they're working within the social structure and guidelines they should be to get a positive outcome but when that outcome starts to become negative and damaging that's where you have an issue and that's why it's we're here today to bust some myths
0: it is. It is really. Sorry, I just want to agree with you there, and really like the the truth of it. How it,
1: dare you cut me off to agree with me? <laughs>
0: the danger in it is that we're not questioning it. And I don't want to get on like a rant about you know <laughs> questioning. Are you, are you sure?
1: <laughs> well, I kind of <laughs> do,
0: but I gotta rein myself in. the 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 It's the non questioning of whether it's serving you that is really dangerous around social norms and that's what we that's why we want to bust these myths because we've questioned them and our lives have especially the first myth we're about to bust it's changed our life
1: yeah and there's an argument that uh some of the problems with cultural norms similar the same as you know common law or legislative law is that it doesn't actually always keep up with the times and I think our first example is a great one so the first myth we're going to bust today on our uh, Living the Team Life Mythbusters episode <laughs> is uh, that the cultural norm that the individual comes first in a romantic relationship and I think most of you have heard this or at least be taught this or seen it on social media about being a boss you know putting yourself first and a lot of it has to do especially in the western culture and western society with this growth of individualism and agency uh with an empowerment of the individual which I, in many ways is very important you know a break free from certain social structures a break free from uh, i think it's quite heavily linked with capitalism as well uh and then of course i think Overall, in terms of the relationship, I think the main context of why the individual now is being put ahead of the romantic relationship and as a result causing so many problems is the liberation of women from the old school patriarchal dominance.
0: A hundred percent. This has definitely got historical roots, right? I think as we've evolved in recent decades to give women more and more rights, there's been... Uh, certainly, more and more conversation around making sure that they retain that independence and those rights that they've been given, and as a result, you certainly hear or have heard for you know a while now that we want to be clear to to maintain our individualism and put ourselves first in the relationship as individuals. And I think that's what we want to be clear on. We're not saying don't have independence. We're not saying be codependent with your partner. We're saying you don't put the individual above The relationship, right? That's the myth we're busting is really that the individual comes before the relationship and we're saying, no, the relationship comes before the individual.
1: Well, really what you've got is you've got two people coming together who, who have an agreement between them, they've, they've committed to each other, and that agreement's actually to put each other first and the relationship yes. first. But then you've got this societal norm saying, well, no, you've got to put yourself first and your agency first. But in no other collaborative context is this true in order to achieve the best outcome. It, it's not true in business. It's not true in sport. You know, we have in business and sport, billion-dollar consulting, multi-billion-dollar consulting industry, organizational and sports sites. CEOs and leaders are often hired or they're applauded for their ability to bring people together to work as a team towards achieving an aligned and common outcome.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think the re- one of the reasons I just want to like touch on why we've got stuck in this space. We've sort of spoken about how it's evolved from the from the female perspective, you know, wanting to make sure make sure that they they don't end up in the in an oppressive situation in relationships again where they are subservient as dictated by society. It's certainly not subservient as a person. Uh, but the for men, I think there is also a narrative around this, which is. <laughs> that uh, men have the right to have their own time. This is certainly something that feeds into this. I have the right to maintain my own time and do my own things and and whatever I want to do, which is really again saying I have a right to put my individual self above the relationship, no matter what. And that's the myth we're trying to bust. And what you're saying, Roger, which I completely agree with, is there is no other and at the key word collaborative collaborative context where this is true and this is where we need to get into the mindset of what a relationship is it is a group it is a collaborative effort and when we think about any other collaborative situation any other group there's no way that you could put the individual first and have the group perform at its absolute best it just wouldn't work so so let's relate this back to a team What is the ultimate goal of the team? It's to work as best as possible for the greater good of the team to achieve, you know, the highest and best outcome for the team. In the relationship, this translates exactly to the highest and most fulfilling quality of life that you want to achieve. And... This is not done in a team by sacrificing one team member. This is done by bringing everybody along for the ride, all of the team members. When we sit in those spaces, those old mindsets of, oh, I have a right to my time or I'm scared I'll lose my independence, this is very much a fear-based approach. And we need to be brave like a team, trust like a team together and, and look to actually lean into the relationship, to actually give more of ourselves, to be more transparent in the team so that the more the team has information about the individual, the more the team is invested in by the individual, the more the team can succeed together. Once it's got all that information, once it's invested in from the individuals, that's when it can fulfil its absolute best outcomes.
1: I 100% agree and I love how you really talked about almost like it's highest and best use uh, because you know in a business and again in in a sporting context you're trying to achieve something amazing and as you just said you know and as we say on living the team life is you need to become a team to achieve your dreams together otherwise both the individuals lose if you in any other collaborative context or team context have people pulling in opposite directions it's inefficient. It's as simple as that. The, the math doesn't work. Anyone who wants to achieve anything good, anything incredible needs laser focus and it's the same for a team. To, to, to achieve your dreams, you need la- laser focus. And if you have two individuals with their own separate goals and their own separate ideas and their own separate dreams and they're pulling to in different directions, the group as a whole, so the two of you, are actually spreading yourselves thin across multiple yes. fields. While in a relationship, if the two of you are coming together and you have combined dreams, combined goals, and this can include personal endeavours in individual pursuits, as long as they're supported and agreed on by the team, you're more likely to achieve the goals you want. And as a result, the individual is more likely to achieve what they really want out of life.
0: You know, it's the old montage you see in the sporting movies, right, where you have this superstar player who's the problem child because all they want to do is take care of themselves and so they run at goal and they constantly shoot without sharing the ball and the team never goes anywhere because it's too hard what they're trying to achieve on their own and it's too selfish what they're trying to achieve on their own and the second they start being a team member they start kicking off to another player the outcomes become exponentially greater the good outcomes, the opportunities for goal become exponentially greater and and that's what I think about when I think about this. It's handing off the ball and realising that now you've got all these different angles for goal, not just the one in front of you because you've added to your potential there and if you just stick with the one individual, you've only got one shot at goal so it's it's about harnessing the power of the team coming together as well as maximizing the resources you have rather than separating them out
1: and you know again we're talking about social norms here so a business norm is come together as a team to get alignment to achieve success a a sporting norm is to come together as a team to be aligned and achieve success but because we still and we talked about this in episode 27 Uh, the mind versus yours mindset because we have broken free of this sort of patriarchal structure breaking free because we are breaking (laughs) a note uh, of this (laughs) patriarchal structure but there still doesn't seem to be a new structure where two individuals can be I guess free and have agency over themselves but then come together and work as a team and that's why we believe it is the team life, the team structure.
0: Couldn't agree more. It, it's new, right? It's a new idea. Definitely we're still sitting in the space where the, the idea is to sit in the fear-based, I am scared of what will happen if I lean into the relationship, and we are trying to smash that and say lean in. It, it, it is we're not going busting to make, myths, we're smashing myths. It's going to make your life. Leaning into the team will completely change your relationship and the quality of life you have as an outcome.
1: agree. So myth number two, Kim.
0: Myth number two. Okay. (laughs) This one's a great one. (laughs) Myth number two is that good relationships should be easy. It's such a crazy, ridiculous idea to me. What in life have you ever discovered that is both good and easy? And if you have something, please let me know because it's – it's just, it would be lovely to know what these magical unicorn things are. The reality is, if you want to live your best life, we're saying if you want to live your highest quality of life, that means not settling for less, but living a fulfilled and purposeful life. So if you really want to live your highest life, your, your best quality of life, you have to go after your dreams. And going after things, right, that's not easy. That requires work. Just like your relationship requires work. You know, it's so funny to us when we moved to Japan and we talked about this before, we had so many people say to us, oh, I wish we could do that. Well, you can, you just have to have the dream and then go after it. Same thing, we started a renovating business. So many people watch renovation shows and are really motivated by them and say things like, oh, I wish I could do that. I watch sh- the show, blah, blah. I can't tell you how many times talk to me about people talk to me about Chip and Joanna Gaines. Are you guys going to be the next Chip and Joanna? No, we're not that cool but would have been nice. But the the idea that they couldn't do it and we could for some reason was crazy to me. It's just It's just acknowledging that you want more out of life. It's acknowledging that you want to fulfil your dreams. And the truth is if you want to fulfil your dreams, if you want to acknowledge that part of your life, that I want a more purposeful life, that there are things that light me up in life that are going to take work – The relationship is part of that. The relationship is an intricate part of that. You cannot have your highest and best quality of life as a couple. You cannot fulfil your dreams as a couple if you don't work towards them. They take a lot of work. Just like us going to Japan is a dream. Just like us starting our renovating business was a dream. We had to work really, really hard to get to those dreams. And we've had to work really, really hard on our relationship to make those dreams possible, to make us such a strong unit that we can chase those dreams down.
1: Yeah, we had 10 years where we weren't working as a team and to really turn our lives around and our relationship around, it's taken a lot of hard work over the last 10 years and we're still working really hard on it today Uh, you know, because life isn't stagnant and it's always evolving and people are changing and you are two different people. So you've got to continually put in the work. It's become a little bit cliche and and a good social norm, I think, is that now people understand that it's not the outcome you want to achieve, it's the journey to get there. Because as soon as you get to the outcome you want to achieve – you re dream. You start yeah. dreaming again. <laughs> you know, there's there's the, most people aren't satisfied when they get to there because they have a thirst for like how I, I can achieve more. Um, I
0: don't know that they're not satisfied. I think we get very satisfied, but then we think, well, what's our next purpose? You need a purpose, and so once you've once you've fulfilled that one dream, that purpose, don't you seek the next purposeful? journey
1: in your life uh, uh, yeah yeah, 100% right actually and I think that's what we also like to say here is that you're living your dream life as soon as you start working towards your dream yes. you know you're not yes. living your dream life yes. in five ten years down the track when you achieve your goal you're living your dream life when you start on day one to put in the work to to get towards your goal towards your dream
0: yeah 100% I mean we we often have this like Funny conversation, the what if you won lotto. And for us, ironically, no matter how much if you won lotto, no matter how much you won, a lot of what we would do is exactly what we're working on right now. The dreams we have are so similar to what our lotto dreams would be. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: we, we might have a nicer house. We'd obviously bring forward our dreams of having – that hobby farm out in the hills, you know, might buy a boat, have some uh, champagne and that sort of thing. But we'd still be doing living the team life. We'd still be working towards the things we're that light us We're working towards the up.
0: farm. We're doing those things yeah, already. Yeah, that's so, And that's why thing. we feel
1: we're living our dream life is yeah. because we've set these goals and now because we're working on them, we do believe we are living our best life and, and our dream life because where else do you get to do that?
0: Yeah absolutely so I think something I want to pick up on for this myth this myth we're busting here which is that hard work is normal in a relationship. Relationships require you to upskill constantly. If you want to get better and that's what we're trying to say here groups collaborative efforts and collaborative situations as Rog described they all require work to get towards their goals and dreams and and that work that you do is about upskilling you're always constantly revising your skills getting better at things etc relationships are no different you need to upskill all the time so It's something that I think really bears thinking about. The idea that when we work hard on our relationships, it doesn't reflect that our relationships are in a negative state and need work. I think, again, that sits in like the fear-based mentality. What will people think about me? I'm having to work so hard on my relationship. But the reality is... Any group wanting to progress has to work on their skill set. So think about it like skills. When you learn how to do new things and you read a new book on relationships or have a new conversation to try out how you talk about things or listen to a podcast or whatever it is, you are simply upskilling yourself in relationships. And that means you're getting better at doing your relationships. And when you get better at your relationship, you get better at going after your dream life together. It all links together.
1: 100% like any skill being a good partner and a good teammate requires learning it requires practice and it requires ongoing effort communication understanding empathy compromise emotional intelligence they, they don't come naturally to most of us there's something that we constantly need to develop we need to hone and then of course we need to go back and go is this still relevant and and put in the work again to rehone and review all those things again
0: yeah Absolutely. Right, let's jump on to myth number three. Rogie. what have we got?
1: All right, so this is a good one and I think it segues quite nicely from the fact that we've, we've already busted the myth that uh, good relationships don't, aren't hard work and this is that myth number three is happy couples don't fight. And I think one of the reasons for this myth is, well, generally people just don't like fighting and don't like conflict Uh, They don't know how to fight well is another reason.
0: Definitely. Fighting is such a funny one. And I I think that you're right, people don't like conflict and understandably so. Conflict is difficult. It's the uncomfortable stuff we talk about. Uh, But I think also there's just this real stigma attached with fights. People think fighting means you're doing something wrong and maybe it's the word fight i don't know but the reality is fighting can also just be called disagreeing if you never disagreed with anyone how would we possibly have progress do you know what i mean it'd be so it would be so slow because nobody would ever be challenging and questioning and and that's what we do all the time in our relationship we constantly challenge and question one another i mean Someone could look at us this morning and say, you've had how many fights? I don't know. They're not really fights. They're disagreements. We've learned how to fight so well. And I guess that's the point that I get to is, it's not about not fighting. The science and the research actually tells us that the absence of fighting does, is not a predictor for a successful relationship. So what I'm saying is if you don't fight, no research, there's no research out there that suggests if you don't fight with your partner, you're going to be more likely to have a successful relationship in fact the research says that it's you do need to fight firstly and those who fight it's about whether they fight well or not right it's about how you rift and repair so it's the skills you have in fighting that matter not that you don't fight so what we are again like what we said in myth number two it's about upskilling on how to deal with conflict well because you cannot possibly Possibly expect that you're not going to have conflict in your relationship.
1: Your marriage isn't just a domain for comfort, for set and forget, for having a beer on the couch and watching the footy and watching the world go by and then going off on your own personal pursuits. No, a marriage is actually really important for your own personal development. When we're younger and we've got our friends and our social groups, We're constantly testing and reframing and growing with our friends about what's socially okay, what's good, what's bad. And and our friends let us know, right? But as we get older and and we're with our partner, they actually become the main focal point for us to test whether we're still relevant mentally, emotionally, whether what we're doing still is important. And so If we're constantly looking for self-improvement and growth, which we should be because you're always changing so you want to be changing in the right direction and in a positive way, the feedback and the push and pull you get from your partner, that rift and repair is so important to who you are and to being a better person.
0: So to growing, right? It gives you the opportunity to question yourself. When your partner questions you and says, oh, hang on, can we think about this a different way? Can we... um, You and I do this... I mean, especially because we run a business together so and we are both very opinionated people so when something comes up in business you know it's it's a it's a strong debate quite often about really serious big issues but and 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 we can get quite passionate and we might say something that might be too curt, too too short with the other person, you know. That's definitely where you're entering into that real fight state, right? Like well, now you've become defensive and you start arguing back and forth, but we repair so well because we understand the value in that discussion and and more often than not we actually come out of that discussion in a in a better place, in a place of like, well, wow, I've learned something there and I that was actually a really good point. I've had to grow in that space. And how awesome is that, that I'm growing as I go in my relationship, that I'm questioning things and not just exactly what you said, Rogie. Why would you just want to sit back and settle for what you have now?
1: Well, you know? you're also constantly not just learning about yourself, but you're learning about your partner when you're having yes. these these disagreements and these fights. And we talked previously about why it's important to have hard work in a relationship but because life is hard relationships are hard whether they be with your friends or your significant other and people are always changing people are constantly evolving and changing and that rift and repair those constant little disagreements and then resolutions are they're a way to look into your partner and go okay this is what brings them joy this is what upsets them this is how they're growing okay and i want to grow with them so i think that's really important and the other i guess you could put it another way is that do you really want a doormat for a partner in your life is that what you really want do you want just a subservient wife who stays at home and doesn't challenges you do you want an echo chamber do you want a yes man or a yes woman you know i think When we don't challenge our partners or when we don't want to be challenged by our partners, there's a real danger of uh, having a lack of depth and engagement in the relationship and over time you're going to find that builds resentment and I think even worse it builds apathy which I think is almost the killer of a relationship.
0: Oh, yeah. You, You know when someone stops trying when someone stops arguing, that's when, you, that's when you want to be worried.
1: Yeah, if, if someone's challenging you, it means they care about you.
0: They care about the team. They care about you. They care about your future together, your outcomes together. When your partner stops doing that, you're in a dangerous space.
1: You are. So, yeah, I think the outcomes there is fight more with your partner. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: think about it as, as healthy disagreement, as constructive disagreement and and just whatever positive spin you need to put on that word, if that word's uncomfortable, and I know that word can be triggering for some people, just get a little bit deeper with it and think about the way you can label it or reframe it to understand that without those disagreements, without people challenging us and questioning us, we don't grow and we want to be able to challenge and question the relationship. We want to be able to challenge and question one another because we definitely want to be growing.
1: Yeah, and reverse, in, reverse engineering – what we've just talked about in terms of our three myths is, yeah, it is hard hard to fight well. It's important we fight, but it is hard to fight well. But also, if you think about the relationship as a team and not an individual, individual pursuit, you're more likely to understand that that person does have your back in your corner and what they're trying to do is challenge you or they're trying to find out more about you or you're or in a team. position to try to tra- challenge them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they're, their focus is on the team and, and we talk a lot about this. When you look at things through the team lens, it stops becoming so personal. If they're not attacking you, they might be questioning something that the relationship is doing or a decision you guys are making together, but it's not a personal attack.
1: No, and if you're sitting there going, oh, we fight all the time and I don't know how to do this well, well, will so, yeah, because it is a skill and skills are yes. hard work. Oh, man, I think we've tied that together pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) Nice
0: little bow. Well done, Reggie. Uh, Reggie, what was your gold nugget out of today's show?
1: I think my gold nugget out of today's show was that in no other situation in terms of the team is it ever seen as appropriate or optimal for the individual to come first above the team. Yet in a relationship, that seems to be the norm.
0: Oh, honestly, like I just... I'm so pumped up by this idea, the group that you're saying, like you've got to think of yourself as a group. There's two of you and, and that's the key to that. Understand that you're a group and groups don't work if you don't put the group first. So that's awesome. And I've also got a little one for me, which was that on the hard work one, the hard work is the vehicle that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. If you think of hard work like that as the vehicle that takes you from where you are to where you want to be, how could you not have hard work in your relationship? Because your relationship is never perfect and it can always get better. And if you want to keep excelling and growing in life, having an awesome relationship behind you is the best tool to do it. But you got you to keep working on that relationship and hard work's the hard work's the vehicle that's going to take your relationship from where it is to where you want it to be.
1: And it should be hard work. Amen. You're amazing. You've just spent quality time on your relationship.
0: Feel like you're on a roll? If you want more Living the Team Life relationship insights and conversations, head over to kimandrog.com where you can find all the show notes as well as tons of other relationship goodies.
1: And if you like today's episode, please hit subscribe or let another couple know where they can find us. It'll make them happy and it'll make us really happy.
0: Until next time... Keep on living the team life.